a one, two, a skiddly diddly do. And why aren't you in uniform? Uh, hey Squidward. Yes, Patrick. Is mayonnaise an instrument? The white sedan, you left your lights on. Welcome back, folks. Episode four. Numero quattro of the second shift. We hope you had a good day at work. We, uh... We did ourselves, but uh, this is our true occupation. Yeah, man. Fuck, fuck the nine to five, you know. Yes, yes, yes. I want to sit in front of a microphone. Yes, which I, I, you know, if you work from home, you do that anyway. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a commuter. But yeah. to be honest, I'm kind of glad I I commute. I get nothing done at home. Yeah, I. It, it depends on the day, right? It depends on if you're if you're working more on a computer or if it's more more interactive. But I, I, yeah. I'm what they call a hybrid. So I'm, transi- I like I'm transitioning. I like a you know? <laughs> not too heady, not too body, but just a good middle ground. Yeah, like a Zorse or a, or a Liger. Or Liner. Or, or Brunch. Go like- <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say a Pomsky. What's that? A Pomeranian-Siberian Husky mix. Oh, my God. What? I've always wondered, do they need like a stepladder to get up there? Oh my god. Or or does the big dog just have to like really squat down a lot? I, I don't know. I, you know, I've always considered that myself, you know. Could be a turkey baster situation. Yeah. One of those uh, artificial insemination Dutch oven type things. If you catch my drift. Anyway, this week we're talking about Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. A cultural phenomenon, animated show, show, and I'm personally I'm a sucker for animation, but I'm even mm-hmm. more of a sucker for um, transcendent themes and motifs, and uh, intergalactic, multi-dimensional, smart writing with jokes and sci-fi as well as pop culture references, and you cannot mm-hmm. go wrong. With anything I just said, I mean the show's honestly out of this world. Indeed, out of many worlds. Touche. Out of many worlds, one. When worlds collide. So um, we've been a fan of this show for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, back when we used to live together, back in the old 2017 days. Back back you know when we used to live in the G spot. Yeah, the G spot, aka Section Eight housing in Philadelphia. Um. T- uh, season three came out as we were watching it in live time, or mm-hmm. in, in, as it was coming out, and just blows you away. Like the amount of ingenuity and creativity, and um, story building, world building, continuity started to come together in season three. I don't know mm-hmm. why I'm going directly to that, but it just reminded me of like when we lived together and kind of like uh, followed along with it and really bought into all of the themes and all of the oh, yeah. um. All of the all of the the theories over the years, because mind you, this is one of those shows that you know they they take their sweet ass time, whether it's their fault or the or the or the studio, or they're just you know if it's the writers they're just like fuck the fans this year I don't feel like dropping it, um, you know it, when you, when there's left to the to the viewers perspective and and you give them time to create theories, I mean you can go on on YouTube and spend hours and hours and hours just just reading about and watching mm-hmm. different theory videos it's really really amazing the community that they've built 
happy to be a part of it. Oh, for sure. But I mean, going back to season three, though, season three, Pickle Rick. I mean, yeah, I mean, that caught the, that it, caught the world by the balls. I mean, you don't need to know Rick and Morty to know what Pickle Rick is. Right. Exactly. That, that, that is cultural at this point. Would that be the episode that you showed somebody for the first time? Like if they wanted, if you were like, oh my God, you got to get into Rick and Morty, dude. How have you not done it yet? Let me show you this one episode. Is that it? Um, I, I don't know about that one. It's it's obviously a good episode, mm-hmm. but I mean, it just stays on earth. Yeah, that's that, fair. That one, it, it's, it's almost more of a micro episode rather than the macro that they usually do. Right. It may not be a good representation of the series as a whole. Exactly. But, yeah, it's just one of those ones where it's like if someone was wa- looking in from the outside. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't watch a lot of, like, the Cartoon Network shows like Adventure Time or um, yeah. any of those. But, like, if, if someone showed me an episode that, like, is more popularized, maybe I'd get, a, like, the gist of the show and been like, mm-hmm. okay, this is the one that everybody knows and likes. I get this. But I, yeah. I get what you're saying. Since it's so almost low budget ask that it stays in, on just earth. Um, mm-hmm. It's not a good representation of the whole entire show. That's a good point. But I feel like though this show being where excluding the commercials, it's a 23 minute show. Mm-hmm. You could show them two episodes. So like you can go yeah, the typical Rick episode. That's the very macro episode. Then you can go worldwide. Uh, one of the episodes that I chose one of my favorites uh, season five episode that that one gets into things really multiplying rather mm-hmm. than getting smaller. Right. But that that's can be talked about later. Multiplicity where you don't know who's real yep. and who's trying to come after them. Yeah, it's a great episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so our, 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 our structure for this episode is we're going to go one by one, our favorite episode from each season and kind of break it down and, mm-hmm. and say what we liked about it, you know, um, what we remember about it. If you want to start, hit her up, baby. Yeah. So... Uh, I feel like, all right, so my season one, the episode that I chose for season one was, was uh, Lawnmower Dog. Fantastic episode. I mean, Probably my all, very close second for season one. Th- mm-hmm. But I mean, that episode, just the entire second just plot line of that episode, putting a dog or a, a helmet on the dog to actually make him speak, that's been one of my dreams. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know how much... I wish that like my dog could just sit here and actually express his thoughts. Yeah. But it's like the thing that I like about the show is it just takes it to the extreme. Don't you also so, have a Shih Tzu? I do. Yeah. Granted, so I think uh, yeah. I think Snowflake or uh, Mr. Snowball. What, what, Snowball. What was the first name? Uh, I. Uh, I Mr. Was, Snuffles or something like that? Something like that. Or I could see Snowflake. I forget. Mm-hmm. Snuffles. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. But yeah, actually being able to get into the mind of the dog. Mm-hmm. But then it going to the extreme was, you pissed on the floor, human. Let me put your face in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a very good flip. But like I said, that's only kind of like the secondary plot. The main plot of that episode is just almost like an Inception-based episode. Love it. And Love just kind of like... Shows how weird and how Inception really doesn't make incredible amounts of sense, the logic of it. Mm-hmm. But still entertaining nonetheless. You get the uh, Scary Terry, which is a very, very big uh, character. Welcome to your nightmare, bitch. You can run, but you can't hide, bitch. You can run, but you can't hide. 
Oh, look at this. Look, listen, look at this, Morty. He's getting tired. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you can run, but you can't. Maybe you can run. <laughs> and then fucking golden fold with the... Uh, Mrs. Pancakes. Miss Pancakes, yep. <laughs> I don't know. Just whoever actually makes the ideas for these episodes. Mm-hmm. Insane. I know in the early seasons it must have been mostly Royland and... Harmon kind of mm-hmm. going back and forth. Now they have an actual writing team because they've gone, yeah. you know, full scale. But um, no, I fucking love that episode. And there's something about um, when they come back from the dreams, like they're so they have to kill somebody in the in the dream mm-hmm. to Goldful, get to wake yeah. them up, right? Like if they if the person who's dreaming gets killed, they wake up. Mm-hmm. And as scary, t- this is just what I remember. I didn't watch this one recently, but as scary Terry is helping them come back to the first level of the dream. He kind of outlines for them like what they should learn. So everybody inside that dream learns. So it's like when they get to the, the, the centaur in like the sex world, he's like, sex is sacred, bitch. And then everybody kind of learns something, even if it's just a manifestation in someone's self-conscious. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool that they kind of did that. Like, you know, obviously they were just trying to incept Mr. Goldenfold to give Morty A's in math so that they could mm-hmm. fucking go on more, <laughs> go on more adventures. Yep. Everybody kind of learned something. So it was like, it was like levels of his self-conscious learning on top of itself. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So what episode did you choose? I went with the, uh, um, M, oh. M night Shamalians. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a play on M night Shyamalan. Um, Philly boy. Yeah. I fucking love this episode, and you know one of the biggest things that ties it all together is David Cross as the yep. the voice actor. I piss myself when he talks. Hey, don't talk about my butt flaps. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just so funny, uh, and you, you can kind of tell, like, you know, these are the early days, like not early days of animation. Obviously, we've been doing animation since like the early twenties with with mm-hmm. Disney and everything, but um, you know, lower budget, right? This is like. Two or three episodes after the pilot, the pilot was kind of almost like sketched together in a way. You can kind of tell like yeah. a very low budget. Like, this is 2013. Well, wasn't this originally like a show just of like really short clips or like at least the animation style? Isn't that yeah. what they originally did? Justin Roiland originally came up with the idea called mm-hmm. The Adventures of Doc and Marty, which were a direct yeah. play on obviously Back to the Future. But apparently, mm-hmm. I don't know who's the owner of Back to the Future now. It might have been Warner Brothers, but they were not happy with that. So, hmm. yeah, so he, I mean, he essentially kept the same idea, right, where yeah. Mar- Morty is Marty, and he kind of has almost the same expressions, like, oh, like, oh, oh man, oh, oh, man, Doc, what are we going to do, you know, stuck in the past, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, the Doc is obviously Rick, and he's just kind of like, Morty, Morty, uh, get in the vat, get, Morty, get, get, get with it, Morty. Anyway, um, I love this episode, and I think... Oh, it's funny when they get to the scene um, where Rick is like, "Oh, Morty, you don't you don't think this is a as a simulation, Morty? Why don't you look around there, Morty?" And uh, Morty's like, "He's like, oh, I don't see anything wrong with this world, Rick." And he's like, "Oh, are you sure? Are you sure you've never seen any of this?" And it's a guy putting a hot dog bun in between two hot dogs, and Morty's like, oh, "I've seen people do that." Yeah, before. he's like, "I don't know, Rick. I, I kind of see people do that before." He's like, "Oh, Morty, you don't get it." And then. He's like, what about that old lady over there? She's walking her cat. And I was like, oh, that's so Jimmy. Walking his cat on a leash. <laughs> so, 
my my one cat, he's a few beers short of six pack, let's say. Okay. Uh he I can't take him outside. He he's the type of cat that would run off, but he's not scared of anything. Mm-hmm. So he just has kind of like that blissful ignorance and he'll just do whatever. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten it's not listen to me. The other one is too skittish. He doesn't like to go near the door. So ha. Interesting. I'll, I'll walk my cats. I walk <laughs> my dog. Um, this episode had a lot of Morty stuttering, which I have always loved. Like early days of Rick and Morty, they they kind of use their um, their their kind of speech impediments a little more. And maybe mm-hmm. it's just like a con- con- continuity thing of Morty kind of growing up and being more mature. But like in the beginning, he would stutter yeah. and be like rick, 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 you know, like he would do a yeah, lot more of that. Yeah, never want to speak up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, another scene that I love is, you know, Jerry comes in for his slogan, his apples <laughs> campaign. He's like, what are apples? Apples are food. When do we need food? When we're hungry. <laughs> and so they take the, the processing power of the simulation that they're in and they give him 5% and they give mm-hmm. Rick and Morty 95% so that they can focus on, um, pulling the, the, the recipe for concentrated, concentrated dark matter out of them. Jerry is basically living his his best day of his life inside of the easiest, like mm-hmm. easiest rookie setting of a game that you could ever uh, attain. Yeah, driving down the street, there's only like three of the same characters saying the yeah, same three my things. Man. <laughs> um, but anyway, at the end of that that scene where he's he's he goes to his boss and says I'm a fraud and everything, he's like, in fact, I shouldn't be fired. I should be reported and okay oh he's like okay yes yes and he says yes like 20 times but i love jerry whimpering like he starts to cry and he's like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the funniest thing um this thing i this is also this thing that i kind of noticed as well and the writers and the and the creators of the show dan Harmon and justin Roiland, have always they've always faced like hard criticism from fans especially in the in the later years but mm-hmm they almost foreshadowed it, uh, I think, in this episode. So the scene where um, they're about to get on stage and do their rap thing. Um, oh, yeah. Where he's like, oh, uh, you know, I'm kind of nervous, you know, being out in front of a crowd and shit. And Rick's like, Morty, Morty, uh, it's just a bunch of ones and zeros out there. You're going to be fine. Kind of felt like they were taking a dig at the audience in a, in a way where they're like, oh, all of our audience are just a bunch of ones and zeros. We could do whatever we want. It's not, we're not really trying to mm-hmm. appease them. They're just a bunch of robots out there. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think that they understood the phenomenon that they had at the time. This is 2013. Oh, definitely not. But it felt very um, like foreshadowing the future where it seems almost every year you can go on Reddit after a season airs and just see people just shitting all over it. And so mm-hmm. I think they realized it over time that like their humor, some people are really going to get it and some people expect too much. Like mm-hmm. the whole Evil Morty subplot, people wanted that to be fleshed out a lot more. Obviously, it did end up happening end of season five. But um, over the years, I felt like, you know, people were really harsh on them. So felt like a little bit of foreshadowing there. I feel like it's a lot of gatekeeping. Yeah. Like, oh, you were fans since the beginning. We want it done this way. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. To give people such an overinflated sense of entitlement. and Yeah, they, they feel like they're owed more than they really are. I mean, I understand you're a fan, but... Yeah. It's like our generation's self of entitlement, you know? It's, it's pretty, well, also, pretty too, 
the way that we now like absorb content is in less than 15 second intervals. Mm-hmm. If something doesn't catch us in that first 15 seconds, you just swipe to the next thing. Yeah. yeah that's, that's just true. how it is. Yep. And it's, it's, we can get to it when we get to season five here, but it very much felt that way in the, in the, er, in the middle parts of season five. Cause I was watching that mm-hmm. live when it was coming out this past year. And, uh, you know, I would go on Reddit the next day just to see what everybody's reactions were. I just wanted to see, mm-hmm. like, I wasn't basing enough of that. I had my own opinions, but yeah. Um, yeah. Very like, oh, what happened to Rick and Morty? Like, what's up with this? Like, the writers, mm-hmm. they phoned it in, shit like that. So, I do feel like season one, though, you can't really go wrong with any of these episodes. No, absolutely not. They're they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Start to finish. I mean, Rixty Minutes, just great episode. Mm-hmm. You like fake doors? Well, come on down to fake doors. Is this a real door? Nope. Is this a real door? Nope. Hey, so I'm just making a sandwich. (laughs) Oh my God, Morty. It's still the commercial. (laughs) Yeah. I'm the personal space guy. Don't come into my personal space. (laughs) Mr. Ants on my eyes. And I can't feel anything. I'm Ants on my eyes, Johnson. I I hope my my prices aren't too low. (laughs) Jan Michael Vincent. There's only... 12 Jan, there's only six Jan Michael Vincents for seven sectors. What are you gonna do then? <laughs> Two brothers in a van. It's a great show. I feel like that's like the type of episode where they just put their stupidest ideas. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's, do you remember uh, movie 43? Yes, yes. I feel like that that's pretty much what that episode is. It's Absolutely. just a condensed movie 43. Absolutely. I love it. All right. All right. On to season, season two. Go forward. Two. All right. So for season two, <clears throat> excuse me, I chose Get Swifty. Classic. It, it is a classic. It's just the song. Hey, gotta get swifty. <laughs> but it's like for Shit me, on the this. Floor. <laughs> it's like for me, this song or this sh- episode is how I almost imagine kind of like the intergalactic like cosmos kind of is in a sense. Mm-hmm. It's just like trying to prove your worth to one superior being. And then in the end, they just strike you down. Mm-hmm. So I, th- that actually kind of goes with the conspiracy theory. Going back to a, a previous episode we did, go give it a listen on Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube. Um, the, the theory is that We've already kind of reached the ability to uh, to contact aliens. Like if you look at uh, the ancient Egyptian culture, mm-hmm. um, it's like we get to a point to where we can make contact, but then they just strike us down. And I mean, you can make a case for that for like the lost city of Atlantis. Like they could have contacted alien lives, but the aliens didn't deem them good enough. Mm-hmm. So they just struck it down. Hmm. It, it, it's definitely a very interesting uh, conspiracy to get into. Intriguing. Yeah, but yeah, get Swifty. Plus, it's got kind of like that uh, that America's Got Talent or Eurovision style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't Ice T in it? Oh yeah, he is. Morty. Oh, and then um, you <laughs> get uh, water tea. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then you get uh, everyone back on Earth starting the new religion. 
Oh my god, that's awesome. And then you just see uh, Summer just be the most fanatical person ever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, great episode. Yeah, that 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 whole scene reminds me of another episode, the one where they create the app, the loves the love app. Oh yeah, crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, fantastic episode, classic. The, I think that's the first time that the president's in it too, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, played by um, what's his name? Keith David. I've, great. Yeah. Great voice actor. He's in a lot of episodes. He's also mm-hmm. the giraffe in, in that uh, the episode where they don't know who's actually a parasite. Oh. He's a great mm-hmm. giraffe. Uh, I'm. I'm. Uh, what does he say? I'm. I got a long body but a short neck. <laughs> giraffe. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my pick for season two was the the Ricks must be crazy. Um, oh, great episode! And great I episode. Am I love this episode because you know the a plot is is Rick and Morty fixing the battery, which actually turns out to be a its own mini universe. Just, mm-hmm. Um, and Rick. So, which is really interesting. He didn't actually just create the, all the life. Like, he didn't just go in and say, "Okay, you thirty-year-old man, you're gonna start making my energy." He actually mm-hmm. created a entire universe until a. I think he said in the episode it was like a quantum void, a quantum uh, carbon, carbon quantum. I don't even fucking know how to say it, but carbon started to develop on one on one planet. So out mm-hmm. of all, it's 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 a mock of our world where it's. One planet, theoretically, of, of millions that has mm-hmm. life on that it. That has just the perfect yeah the perfect recipe for life. But what's so tragic about it is that they've gone through the probably they probably had their own dinosaurs, they probably had their own um, genocides and, and wars and everything, and they got to this point where, you know, they were creating the energy that they understood that would power their world, but there had to be obviously one person, one smart being equivalent mm-hmm. to Rick that would be able to transcend that and, and create something more efficient. Um, anyway, I, I love this episode. I think it's it's very um, it, it has undertones of, you know, like you don't know who made you. Is it a god? Is it a force? Mm-hmm. Is it you just popped up out of nowhere? Um, what is that? What is that god? What is his opinion on things? What is what does he do? What does he interfere with, and what does he doesn't? Um, my my favorite line, I think, is uh, so the B plot is summer in the ship and Rick's ship in this parking lot in one of the realities, and uh, right yeah. after they leave, this gangster comes up and knocks on the window, and he's like, "You think you're better than me? Nobody's better than me!" And the ship just destroys him cuts him into a million dice pieces and his buddy Mm -hmm. another gangster comes up and he goes hey that was my daughter's pediatrician (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah because they were on that uh that one planet because they had the best ice cream yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and um i just thought that was the funniest fucking thing because there's just gangster guy and he's like Mm -hmm. where he's got like tattoos on his face and he's got like a wife beater on um and then um so they're they're on their way to this this universe, and uh, Rick's telling them, oh, you know, it's it's you know they they pay each other with money and they they love and they laugh and they do all these things and they have this this 
uh, evolved society. And uh, Morty's like, you have people down here making your energy for you? He's like, no, Morty, Morty, they they pay each other in money, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, that just sounds like slavery, slavery with extra steps. Extra steps. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ooh la la, somebody's going to get laid in college. I use that line all the time. Anyway. Uh, I could see you using that with your brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah. So another scene that really got to me was the fucking slime kid. Because Summer's like, uh, yep. oh, uh, no force. Like, just... Just keep, you know, if we're gonna do anything, just do it without force. And mm-hmm. she just creates the kid, gestates this dead baby. Yep, all can be all can be taken away to keep summer safe. Little Johnny, <laughs> Dad, <laughs> I don't feel so cool. Um, what an episode. Then, when they're when they're going back and forth, uh, so his his equivalent inside the multiverse or nanoverse is uh, Zeep. His name's Zeep. So they were mm-hmm. going back and forth and um, you know crafting and shit. And uh, Rick's like, I made the stars that turned to carbon in your mom's ovaries. And Zeep's like, I didn't ask to be born. And so they go back and forth and uh, they're they're crafting and tinkering and, and fighting. And uh, obviously Morty goes off to play with the the tree people. He's like, mm-hmm. I missed my laptop. I, I jerked off to an extra curvy piece of driftwood <laughs> the other day. Um, uh, but a great episode. It, it really, you know, has such a science fiction undertones about mm-hmm. um, kind of what are the bounds and, and limitations of, of manipulating a group of people um, and you being an all-powerful being. You know, if you had that power, what, what do you do with it? Do you mm-hmm. Do you not give them the the resources and knowledge to evolve past those days or, you know, do you continue to make, use them and make your power and shit? So that's a pretty great episode. I, I, I like the aspect when Rick first goes back into the battery for the first level. Mm-hmm. His, uh, his, hey, how you doing? Is fuck you. Oh, yeah. Fuck you. You told me it means much obliged. Oh, oh, okay. Blow me. No, no, no. Blow me. Blow me. <laughs> Oh, it's like in uh, Scary Movie 3, when you say hi to the aliens, you just kick them in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is season, so this was season two, came out in 2015, mm-hmm. so two years after uh, this is the first season, so. And then season three came out in 2017, so that was almost like a, almost a two-year difference. It's like Absolutely. Oh, like a week away off two years. If you want me to do mine first, technically my my episode came at a yeah. a, a unique timeline. So do it. my favorite episode from season three, and it's it's really hard to do because I love that season, and I picked like three ones. If if this one got picked, is the is the premiere. It's the the Rick Rick Shank Redemption, and funny enough, this one actually came out on April Fool's Day, and it was on a loop on AdultSwim.com for like twenty four hours. So, this actually came out like what is it, two or three months ahead of the the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Just a fucking hilarious uh, publicity stunt that, of course, these guys would do, right? Just because they can. Just because they can. And, and the second uh, episode didn't come out till literally July thirtieth. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so this episode um, continues the arc from the season two finale, where. The family goes to Bird Person's wedding, but mm-hmm. everybody turns out to be, or Tammy turns out to be part of the Galactic Federation, 
which are always after Rick trying to get, you know, all of his secrets and mm-hmm. uh, topple the Citadel of Ricks. And um, so he's locked up, and it starts out, and the the bug guy, voiced by Nathan Fillion, which is a great choice for yep. a, a voice actor. They're in a Shoney's, which actually I have gone to a Shoney's before. It's pretty good. Interesting. It's pretty good. It's like a, it's like they say, it's a classic, uh, comfortable family restaurant, like a mixture of an IHOP and a TGI Fridays, I'd say. Okay. Um. And so that, he's trying to he's trying to find out the the essentially the formula for interdimensional travel, and they're going through his memories, and he's like mm-hmm. he's like the longer we stay in here, the the faster your brain gets uh, destroyed. And uh, the Szechuan sauce. This, they go right to the Szechuan sauce, and uh, you know we. Speaking from experience, oh man, my partner in crime here. We drove how many miles that day to find it? Back in uh, well, first we drove to the beach, got yes. fillet cheesesteaks, fucking smack. Yes, let me tell you, a cheesesteak but made with fillet. But then we drove back up to Philly, and we were going all up and down Broad Street, Roosevelt. Just trying to find McDonald's that had the Szechuan sauce. Because there was a limited time that they were doing it at McDonald's. Mm -hmm. But I think they overestimated the demand for it. Yup. By far. Wait, let me see how much this is still selling for on eBay. Oh, please do. Because it was hundreds of dollars. Szechuan sauce. Oh wow! One packet's only six bucks now. Oh man. Oh, but you can get fourteen ninety eight one sauce packet and a Sewan Rick and Morty Szechuan sauce dipping sauce pack or patch. Badass. Um, so it's it's such a great episode. It's you know it's it's modeled after Shawshank Redemption, obviously one of the mm-hmm. best movies of all time. Um. The Galactic Federation's in charge of Earth, and Jerry has gotten his sixth promotion just that week. Um, probably be uh, my my thought is probably because he's just like a follower, mm-hmm. and so the the less that he speaks up and the more that he follows, the more he's rewarded. Mm-hmm. Um, he he got a he's earning a what they call a six chewable salary because all they do is eat fucking pills all the time, and the world's run by robots. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's such a it's such a genius episode. It's it's um, it's a version of Rick's backstory that we end up finding out in season five. Um, yeah, which kind of like how we got started, right? And uh, he he fabricated you know what the formula was. The formula ended up being a, a way for him to hack into the to the Galactic Federation kind of interview or uh what do you call it like a torture chamber oh yeah and uh Mm -hmm. he continues to change his consciousness into several different bodies and um which i never thought about it but actually he's outside of his real body he he takes over one of the council of rick people um by the end of that episode Hmm. so it's like he changed into like six six or seven different bodies you know Mm -hmm. and um it's just so clever and so fucking funny, and uh, I just remember that episode so much from that such a warm sauce mm-hmm. rant. Well, so 
for this one, like you, I also chose two episodes. And since you chose episode one, I went with episodes two and three, which mm-hmm. was uh, Rick Mansing the Stone and then Pickle Rick. I feel like Pickle Rick we don't really have to go too much into. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's probably their most popular episode. Yeah, I think so. But I liked uh, Rick Mansing the Stone. I kind of like that almost steampunk, end of the world aspect where Summer actually becomes a badass. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Mad Max Fury Road? I have not. Oh, I have not. Oh man, it's it's great. It's it's basically this episode. They do a lot of that this episode. Well, the original Mad Maxes had the the Thunderdome or like that fighting mm-hmm. dome type of thing, but Mad Max Fury Road is all about them on the road and escaping mm-hmm. the grasp of of uh, like a warmongering guy that has the control of all the water. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that one you get a. Morty that has that dead dude's arm that gets reanimated and just ends up killing everybody in there. Th- what was it? It wasn't the Thunderdome. Mm. I forget what it was called. Yeah. But whatever their Thunderdome was, just destroyed everyone. And almost to the point where he was like, hey, uh, we don't really need to destroy that guy. But the arm's like, yes, we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the arm ends up leaving the dude's body after he kills the dude who killed the owner of the arm if that makes sense yeah 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 this i think they actually do do like a a uh, a chase <laughs> they do a chase in this episode right like oh yeah the desert. i think yeah. they do a couple yeah because yeah the, the whole thing is rick wants to get these crystals that's in like the center of uh this armageddon place so they play along until the end where rick tries to steal a crystal and then um or, uh, Summer's married to a dude there who she, like, doesn't want to leave yet. Morty wants to leave, but the arm doesn't, and... Yeah, it was, it was just a big, almost, like, internal-external conflict of whether we should stay or leave this area where we kind of rule. And this episode actually featured a lot of really great uh, voice actors. Um, Tony Hale from okay. Arrested Development. Joel McHale from... Um, oh yeah, I forgot he was from in the Community, episode. which Dan Harmon actually created. So they're probably pretty close in that realm. True, I didn't even think about that. Yep. And John DiMaggio. Oh wow, he was the the Death Stalker leader. Mm-hmm. I love his voice acting. He's the fucking yeah. funniest dude. He's hilarious. Yeah, he. They they always get quality people for this show. Oh yeah, and it's even like more recently, they, like they they have that that world renowned popularity. People probably want to be on it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, any country you go to, you'll see Rick and Morty things. It's almost kind of become like the new Jack Skellington. Mm-hmm. Like, this generation's emo kid is wearing all Rick and Morty stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This uh, this and season you... also featured the Rick Lannis mix-up, which is like a yep. fucking amazing movie-esque episode. Like, you, if you... If you really don't pay attention to the time and you're just like, wow, this is just, this is amazing. You wouldn't even realize it was still only 22 minutes long. Like it feels mm-hmm. like it's six hours. It's just, an adventure. Yeah. Um, we don't have to go into detail with that, but that is honestly, I wouldn't show that to the, someone for the first time to, to describe the show. Yeah. You need it to might be my third one though. Like I would show them two goofy ones and one serious one like this. I get like, that. I can the, feel the that, writers yeah. are smart as hell. They they understand sociocultural, um, mm-hmm. hierarchical society in, in that realm. 
But um, this season, just fucking awesome. Really great. Mm-hmm. Season All right, four. So on to season four. So for this one, I have uh, Childrick of Mort. That's a great I just episode. thought this was a funny-ass episode. Yeah. So this one starts off, uh, Rick gets a call. Hey, I'm pregnant. <laughs> and everyone's freaking out like, wow, you got a girl pregnant? And then um, yeah. <laughs> the mom, Rick's daughter, is like, no, you have to go to her because you're not having another child that turns out like me. Yeah. So they all hop in the spaceship. Well, the family station wagon that turns into a spaceship. Well, backtrack a little bit. They're going on a camping trip. Mm-hmm. Jerry thinks it's a great idea to take everyone on a camping trip to get everyone all connected again. So there's Jerry wanting to go camping, but everyone else that wants their technology and just not to be around him. Mm-hmm. So Rick gets the call. Car turns into a spaceship. They start flying to space. Right. They get to a planet, and um, Summer's just like, wow, this is where she lives? And Rick's like, not exactly. <laughs> I kind of fucked a planet. <laughs> then you go down the way that she... Or, I, I guess you'll say she. I don't want to assume, assume a gender's plan, or a planet's gender well. <laughs> um, she talks in seismic activity, so he's got to get something that can read the low-frequency waves of earthquakes happening on this planet that's alive and then they get to almost a crater looking thing that just looks like a protruding butthole that just starts pooping out all these clay kids and they're dumb (laughs) so now this i actually kind of found as a um a little foreshadow Mm -hmm. when all the kids come out they are uh they're all saying i am i am i am i am which leads to the true uh, lineage of the father. But oh. that comes in later. Um, so, yeah. Rick and... Uh, fuck, what's his daughter's name? Beth. Beth, yeah. Uh, Rick and Beth just come up with this idea to um, to kind of like streamline these little guys and make them actually learn something rather than just coming out spewing I am, I am, and to create a civilization. So they they literally make it almost like one of those management games where you have to put a certain amount in here and a certain amount in here. We can't put too much in there. It's going to overload this mm-hmm. just on a grandiose scale. And yeah, just starts churning out these these clay people that Rick had with a plant or yeah, with the planet. So then it comes in um, the planet earthquakes and it's like, Rick, we need to talk. Mm-hmm. you're not the father. And then all of a sudden, this big just cloud comes in, and Rick looks like, God's the fucking father? <laughs> so that's what I was saying about the foreshadowing. The One of the whole Christian things with God is, the traditional name is Yahweh, which is, I am who am. So mm. them Good all call. coming out, I am, I am, I am, kind of shows like, hey, they're God's kids, not Rick's kids, even though Rick technically, well, not technically, but he thinks he's a god. So, yeah, Rick and uh, the god end up fighting. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite parts in the episode is uh, Morty and Summer. They're like, we just want to play video games and get high. <laughs> so they're in, they found in a, uh, an abandoned rocket ship. 
And Summer's like, oh, I think if I inhale this stuff, this big pink glowing tubes of things, I'll just inherit their knowledge. And then Morty's like, oh, yeah, this looks like my video game controller. I could do this. <laughs> so Summer starts huffing on this liquid, starts telling Morty to write things down above these colored buttons to try to get this plane to move. They get the plane to move, but all of a sudden the wings pop off and it just starts slingshotting all over the place. And then Summer's high as fuck. Morty doesn't know what to do. They start tumbling around. Morty gets a contact high, so they're just... They're done. They're not really worth anything right now. They're kind of just mumbling and bumbling. <laughs> but this rocket ship ends up slingshotting into the cloud and pierces the god who's currently about to kill Mort or uh, Rick, pierces him right in the back of the head and goes right through his eye. Oh, yeah. Hardcore. Mm-hmm. So Rick wins... Kind of like, yeah, th th uh, this is why we don't go camping. This is why video games are getting high. It's uh, good. And then, obviously, at the end, you see Rick. Yeah, uh, Morty and Summer, they just got high and played video games. Yeah, they right. didn't do anything. But, yeah. Moral of the story, Rick thinks he fucks a... Well, he, he, he did fuck the planet. He didn't think he did. He thinks he got a planet pregnant, but God got the planet pregnant instead of Rick. And then Rick kills God the end it's a fantastic episode mm-hmm that definitely one of those out there episodes yeah and I, I really love the scenes in between where they're like oh we're we have a backup on uh on the playwrights we have to or no we have a backup oh. on on english teachers we have to they have to like spank them like mm -hmm. they divert and then they spank them and they end up being playwrights and comedians yep. and um, there was one. Oh, why, why did you put so many football players in with the introverts? Because they got to bully the math kids so they become astronomers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's, uh, that's just cl that's classic. Smart that's just self-deprecating right humor right there. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Because that, that's one of those ones because that, that's a pretty common thing. People get bullied. Oh, <laughs> what's two plus two, nerd? They're like, I'll show you. And then they end up working for NASA. Stars. <laughs> um, I chose uh, the Vat of Acid episode. Hilarious. Which, which they actually won an Emmy for. Did they really? That's yes. awesome. Yes, they did. Yeah, that was a good um, episode. And they actually, that whole five-minute sequence where they crashed the plane and everything, they, weren't mm -hmm. act, they, didn't, they didn't actually have that in the first cut, but they needed to add it back in because uh, they were five minutes short. So it kind of ah, worked out okay. that way. But they wanted to put that in there. I think that was kind of the deciding factor that made the episode so goddamn powerful and mm -hmm. impactful. Um, and, uh, you know, you find out in the end that Morty was actually killing all those other Mortys and there's actual yep. repercussions for his actions for the first time where, you know, he's always criticizing Rick for the heinous shit that he does. But this is something that Morty is is responsible for. Rick just kind of enabled him, right? Mm -hmm. He said, I would have told you all the science jargon, but you wanted to have fun. Um, well, be before you get too much into it, let's just say what it is. Uh, Morty wanted uh, this thing that could almost save you like a video game. Mm -hmm. to where you save at a spot. If you don't like what happens, you press a button and you restart. Yeah. And all throughout the episode, Morty's playing with this thing, doing whatever he wants. And then he meets up with Rick and understands the consequences. Sorry yeah. for cutting off. Carry no, on. You're good. Um, uh, yeah, you're talking about how um, 
Like he's like, oh, well, it, it's not everything you seemed, huh? Yeah. If you would have just told me the science mumbo jumbo. Yeah, yeah. Um, this, some of the shit that Morty does during his sequence is so goddamn funny. Uh, like, first time. <laughs> it's like, th- this is honestly the one of my biggest dreams as like, um, not like just entering puberty. Like, oh my god, if I could just redo it, yeah, just, like, right. Unsnap her bra or something like that. Yeah, right. Oh my god, thirteen-year-old me would have loved that. Yeah, um, you know, he just does some stupid shit. Like he's throwing like cheese balls into his mouth, and he misses it. And he walks into the girls' room, and they yell at him. And then he restarts that. Um, he pushes this guy into traffic. Then he restarts that and helps him across traffic. Suicide by cop. Um, you know, he catch, he picks up that drug guy and he's like, I ain't paying you to, for friendship. I ain't paying you for, for, for help or anything like that. Um, the suicide by cop one, that was, uh, kind of dark. Yeah. Oh, suicide by cop. I, I love, love these. these. Yeah. That was pretty hardcore. Um, and then God, the whole sequence with him, like they, they don't talk or there's no dialogue at all. Mm-hmm. The entire That's what makes time. More powerful, I feel. And, uh, you know, he helps this girl, you know, he holds the door for her and then they start dating and you can show they show the progression of the relationship he meets the parents and they're hanging out at his house they get in fights it seems it seems like she's a little older and she's like doing studies he's obviously 14 um and he's playing video games in the background something else to note i think that in terms of continuity wise for this season the earlier episode, uh, episode two or three of this season, the one where he's dating Planetina, and then she ends oh, up yeah. dumping him. Uh, no, he ends up dumping her because she ends up being a total lunatic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is hardcore. Like, Morty's kind of grown up a little bit, right? He really just wants to have the, a love in his life. He's always loved Jessica, and she's always shot him down. Uh, or something's happened, like, you know, she turns into a fucking... Uh, a praying mantis. Yeah. And then a, a, blob. a monster. Yeah. Um, he's always wanted that so bad. And, you know, the first girl that he actually bonds with ends up being a total fucking crazy person. Um, but also a the, realistic one, too. Not one on, like, another planet or inside uh, an anime park. Right, like someone in the real world that he could date, mm-hmm. but she turns out to be kind of like a Thanos creature where she's taking advantage of all that power. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, in her mind, she's doing it for the good reasons, but she's really murdering people. Um, but she, he finally finds, like, the perfect mate. And I think that she's probably a couple years older than him because that oh, scene where she's studying and he's playing video games in the background. And uh, anyway, they go on this trip. And the plane crashes. And... Uh, it is just harrowing. Like, they land the front of the ship. There's only about six people in there. Mm-hmm. One of the guys freezes. They eat him. Um, you know, Morty sees, like, she's struggling. So he's like, fuck this. I'm going to find the rest of the ship, or the rest of the plane. And, uh, oh, man, he takes his glove off to try and call. Now one of his finger, like, falls, like, gets, like, mm-hmm. just falls off. D- disintegrates almost. Yeah. But the hard, the hardest part of all of it, it's Jerry that fucks it all up. He reaches Naturally. into his bag after he drops the remote, and then the music comes back. It's in the way that you use it. <laughs> and he's staring at the the stripper poster. Yeah. Oh my god. 
So I feel like hardcore. that episode is like the perfect really embodiment depressing. of actions speak louder than words. Oh yeah, because especially all those when he's actually using the device to jump forward and backward and keep going. Like you said, no dialogue. Mm-hmm. It's just all his action. Yeah, it just shows the action of a fourteen-year-old kid that what he thinks would be cool, but doesn't understand the actual repercussions of what he's doing. Yeah, and I, I think the editors and the and the people that just decided the about the music is really powerful powerful there right because they use this kind of like poppy 80s 90s mm-hmm. song because um, at first it was fun yeah it was fun but he was having then fun then it took a dark turn yeah it was at first it was just kind of like a little bit of you know just just background music to kind of mm-hmm. keep things along and then it got darker and then it goes back to that you know um, that reality that he's living in where he's he thinks that there's no repercussions because he keeps killing himself over and over again, right? Did you um, ever watch the movie Click? Yeah, yeah. I feel like this is exactly Click. Yeah, exactly. It definitely is. Anyway, at the end of the... Excuse me. At the end of the episode, Rick is still pissed off about his criticisms of the vat of acid and uh, makes him repent by... by uh, faking Just his having to inside s- of the fess the up acid. for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure really what the theme, like the what the what the learning is, but it's like, um, you know, if you criticize someone so, like so much into like a into a corner, um, like they could surprise you, but they, you know, things are not as what they seem. You know, it's almost too good to be true. So, you don't complain or don't. Don't beggars can't be choosers and, and don't mm-hmm. complain when you have things and, and stuff like that. So great episode. Obviously won them an Emmy. Um great soundtrack. Tragic. But the vat of acid. Yeah. The vat of acid's hilarious. I'm immune to acid. Kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. I want you to eat my ass. My 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 acid impervious ass. <laughs> don't try and steal uh, my moment. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it's a season five episode. Um that that's all about eating ass. Uh which one was it? Um Eating Ass. It's where um Summer and Rick go to a Oh, um, oh they yeah. go to all the planets that are about to end. Yes, correct, correct, correct. Uh what episode is that? I'm looking now. Is that the one where... Oh, maybe it's season three. No, I think it is this season. But yeah, th- there was just a part where... Oh, it's uh, the it's the one where... It's the one where Morty has the, the, the kid, right? No, it's not Raising Gazorpazorp. No, not that one. Rick, Rick Dependence I think... Spray. It's on season five, I think. Is that the one with uh? Because the I, I think at the, I think no uh, no I, I think it's the one with all the the horses and the sperm. You know what I mean? It's a, a Rick convenient mort. Yeah, it's the. Oh, that's the Planetina one. Okay, sorry. Yeah, it's you're the right. Planetina one. It's yeah. Planets, right? Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, that one in the beginning where uh, Summer and Rick are just going like, oh, is that an uneaten butt? Let me, 
I love how she has like the avatar powers. Like it's the wind, the land, and the fire, and the and the water. Oh, yep. <laughs> and how it's just really trashy people that hold the rings. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna sell it as some Saudis. You know, we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which brings us to season five, most recent season. season. Five. It was well, quite the trip when I was watching it this past year. Quite I episode. haven't seen the full season. I've only seen a couple episodes. Oh shit! Then you should have told great. me. That. I, I didn't mean to say what I said earlier about. Y- you're fine. Episode it, ten. It's fine. Well, now watch but it. Yeah. Definitely get that. Oh, I'm definitely 10. gonna watch it. Episode ten's um, crazy. But yeah, I, I I brought this up before. My my favorite episode of this season that I at least watched was a uh, Mortiplicity. Where they just don't know who's the decoy and who's not. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing, oh, a decoy doesn't make decoys. And then it just finds out that every single decoy is making decoys. Yeah. And then you get to the part where it's a copy of a copy. Yeah. And you just get the most, like, C-plus Rick and Mortys. Yeah. <laughs> the puppet ones and the... Well, the puppet ones were uh, actual decoys. Right. They wanted to be puppets, to pretend. Because remember they took all the puppet heads off? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right. Um, but like how they thought they were first fighting the squids, then all the Rick and Mortys and all of them were all the squids. Yeah, that's a great episode. That was one of the more well-received ones from this season, I think. I've, I I can see why. Yeah. If Did you watch the ones in between? Like, which one did you end up at? Um, The Planetina one? I watched one, two, three. I think I got I got like the first half in, like the first five episodes. First five, okay. Okay, cool. So you didn't get to the Thanksgiving one? No. Oh, that one's funny. That one is really funny. It's mm-hmm. stupid, but it's it's really funny. I feel like this show has a good balance of like the stupid episodes and the ones where they like actually go in really depth. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I chose the Returnal Frenchine of the Spotless Mort, which is season five, episode eight. Um, I didn't realize you didn't watch it, but I can just I could just outline a little bit. Um, essentially, uh, Rick's trying to revive Phoenix Person. Okay. And he he kind of goes into his brain. It's almost Inception esque, but it's it's a little bit more like trying to save him not like incepting mm-hmm. an idea like if he yeah. if he can do it from the inside out then that that's the best way to go mm-hmm. and it's basically going through like all their memories together and okay. you see a lot of their backstory together which is uh-huh. really really cool um okay. and kind of interesting to see like where they started from what what they fought for what they fought together with like who they were friends with um it's a really interesting story Plus, my favorite sound soundtrack of the entire season, of all seasons, favorite song. Um, when you get to it, you'll know. There's a battle, okay. and uh, it's basically like the Rick and Morty theme, but like turned into this like techno synthwave beat. Interesting. And it's badass. I listen to it like once a week. So now, okay. It's got a saxophone in it. Oh, Liam loves his sax. Mm-hmm. Okay, but now is it at the level of uh, Post Malone's Hollywood Dreams? No, that's gas. That's one of the best songs ever. 
I fucking love that cover. I love it. I love it. I, I feel like... <coughs> Excuse me. Rick and Morty and that song were the two things that we always had playing in our apartment. Oh, yeah. Always. Never get I told. always think back to that apartment. It's a great apartment. It's a piece of I, shit, but it was a great apartment. <laughs> I feel like us and then Lamo and all of them. Yeah. We like revived duo. the LA apartments. Yeah. That was a great spot. Oh, man. We could do anything we wanted, mostly. Mm-hmm. Well, that one night, how many people do we have packed in our apartment? I'd say probably a good 30, 40. The pregame? Yeah, it was hardcore. Hardcore. Hardcore, parkour. Well, now I'm hyped for you to finish this season, because... Oh, yeah. Um, they, let, let me just say that they continued the the Evil Morty plotline. Yeah, and, I remember you saying that. And there's just, like, implications going forward about different backstories and, like, where people mm-hmm. came from and what exactly the what the realm of possibilities are. It's okay. cool. It's really cool. They ended it on a high note. Like the so I think oh, wow. episodes three to seven of that season kinda got like a bad rap. People didn't like them that much, but I think they were just like the like the funny episodes that they just wanted to like um, just put in between. Which were just like like this is so funny, we should just keep these in here. It's too funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But people didn't like it because they were like, Oh well, you know, we could be getting pickle rick every week. <laughs> But we're not. It's, it's the mm-hmm. same. It's the same level of criticism that it always has been. Maybe even harder nowadays. I feel like because the show got so popular and so many fans. Yeah. And like it has episodes that have won awards and not just like little independent awards. It that kind of opened it up for people to be super critical about it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, it won for Pickle Rick too. I mean, it won for Pickle Rick and the Vet Acid. That's not surprising whatsoever. Yeah. But yeah, it it's such a popular show now, and like you said, just such like a mainstay in our culture. It's one of those things that people are either gonna really love or really hate. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's just I also a, feel like too in our culture at this point, it's great. I, mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's something that everybody should grow up with as a not like a you know early age cartoon, but like an adolescent cartoon. It fits right well, into that. But I mean, what other cartoons really are there though that kids watch nowadays? It's like the Rick and Mortys are the cartoons for kids, right? But what age group do you? Yeah, like that's true. That's true. I I feel like probably every twelve year old watching Rick and Morty. Oh, I hope so. I do declare. Well, I do declare, Mister Beauregard. <laughs> All right. Uh, what shall we do next week, sir? I don't know. Any I, ideas? I was kinda, I, I, w- I was kind of thinking maybe we see just like what the shittiest movie we could find is. <laughs> just like Wait, we both come with one or we both watch it. No, we both come with one. Okay. Like, we'll we'll, we'll set like some ground rules. Like it's it's got to have a semi decent budget, not like like more than an indie movie. Okay. Um. It came out like it came out in theaters. Uh, I I wouldn't say so much theaters. Because now there's so not, much streaming. Okay. Yeah, but just not like a uh, a movie that circulates film festivals. Okay. 
Have you ever like, seen Room? No. Have Have you ever seen Tire? Yes. <laughs> or Teeth? I haven't seen Teeth. You don't know what Teeth is? Oh, man. All right. I won't do Teeth because I feel like Teeth is just like such a... You, once I talk about it, you might know it. It's the... Um, it's the movie about a girl that just has teeth inside of her vagina. Oh my god. Yeah, that that's literally the entire premise of the movie. Every rose has its thorns. Lord have mercy. Yep, but it's like in the uh, beginning of the movie, um, her like older brother tries to diddle her, and he puts his finger in her, and it just snips the tip of his finger off. Oh my lord. It's... That one's a crazy movie. Oh, my God. But, yeah, God. we can go the shitty movie routes, or we can, like, talk about movies that have, like, had the lowest grossing box score. Ever? Like, just yeah. hemorrhaged money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I like that. I like. Okay. I like. All right, so next week episode, shitty movies. Shite. Like, th- these are ones that they wouldn't even show, like, 3 a.m. on the fucking TV shopping channel. <laughs> like, low of the low. I love it. But not like smut, though. Yeah, we're not talking porn here. We're talking, uh... We're talking... Yeah, I think it has to be seen by a certain a certain audience, but like... Yeah, we're you know. like... Yeah, like, probably Godfather 3 level bad. Oh, so you're talking that? Okay, I see what you're saying. So, like, maybe, yeah, like, like, the expectations were really high, but it ended up being so bad. Yeah, we could go that route. We could just, the worst, yeah, take it however you want. I'd just get really shitty movies. Okay. That sounds good, sir. We'll talk yeah, offline on that one. Yes, sir. And as, as always, let us know in the comments. I mean, yeah, like I said, we just started Spotify, Apple Music, so definitely give us a listen there. I, I think you can rate on there. I don't know. Um, but we also post on YouTube still, so write in the comments what you want to hear us talk about, because we could talk about anything. Yeah, give me a rating. Tell me you hate me. I want to know. Exactly. Just make us feel something. Yeah, I want to feel again. Yeah. I feel Too much Rick and Morty, especially watching uh, Rick and Morty having to bury their dead bodies over oh and over God. and over again. Look on down from the bridge. That's how oh, it gets man. me every time. Mm-hmm. Such good music choices. Well, yeah, you oh, yeah. you let me know when you finish it because I'm I'm interested to see what your thoughts are now, right. now that you've watched everything all over again. Yeah, it, it, it'll be up there. All right. All right. Uh, do we want to try to plan one out for like two weeks if we can get like a series in? If we can get a series in, or like talk about like the first season of like Peacemaker or something. Oh yeah, we could do that. Hmm. Or. Wait, how many episodes of True Detective did you say there were? Like oh, six? Um, let's see. Let's see. Eight in that first season. The first season's the only one that's really worth watching, I, I personally. I, I mean, we, we could do that one. okay. First season's fantastic. We could do that. We could start getting into, like, Ozark. Mm, Ozark's great. Yeah, the final I, season's coming, or the final half of the season's coming. Yeah, April 29th, I believe. Yeah, I've, I've only seen up until the end of the first season when the uh, the one dude gets his head blown off. Yes, 
That's all I've seen, so. All right, all right, I'm excited to watch it. Well, folks, we'll see you next time, as they say. As they say in in our culture, catch you on the flippity flip. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Flippity flobbity. We could also do some some office episodes. Best, worst. (sighs) We could definitely do office episodes. I'm down to do office episodes. Lots of content. Guys, we just want to do this. Yeah. We like talking. And we want to interact with you. Maybe we'll create like a subreddit or something. Ah, splendid. Splendid, splendid. All right, ladies. We'll catch you later. And the gentlemen. Don't forget those. Yes, correct, correct. All right. Clocking out, guys. See you later. Ooh, I like that. That's nice.